This episode of the Toys R Us report is brought to you by Luke's Toy Store, the world's top supplier of those awesome brick minifigures known as Minimates. You can find them at lukestoystore.com. Power Records presents... Power Records presents... We are in a communication center housed in a cave of ice beneath the surface of a frozen, mist-shrouded planet somewhere in space. Power Records presents... You what? I don't hear anything unusual. A sort of strange, haunting music. It's been coming in on an interstellar frequency, softly intermittent, at a regular interval, as though it were a message, perhaps a call for help. Hey kids, it's me again, Icy Robots, back for another exciting episode of Power Records Playhouse. We are up here on the Icy Robots Jupiter Station on Jupiter's third largest moon, Callisto. It's cold, it's lonely, and I would certainly be giving in to the rigors of outer space if not for my man, Iceberg13. Iceberg, what's poppin', homie? Nothing money, just hanging and banging, you know, just doing the do. So nothing. There's nothing going on. I mean, I haven't seen you in a couple days, dude. Something has to be going on. Come on, man. Anything? Anything at all? Nah, man. Nothing like that. Not even one thing. You don't got, like, one thing you can share here with me and just help the show out a bit? I said not a dude. What do you want from me? It ain't like I'm gonna give up any dirt on the air, you know what I'm saying. So what, you admit there's some dirt? Come on, give it up, dude. Let's see what you got. Tell us a story. Do something, Iceberg. Be an entertainer. Yo, youngster. Don't question my entertainment abilities. I just don't need to flap my lips as much as you do, dude. I mean, I ain't trying to start nothing but dude's been saying. You might be talking a little bit too much. (laughs) Dude, what? Who's saying what? Someone's saying I talk too much and plus, dude. Who do you even know? It's not as if... It's not as if you ever exit the station. I mean, you know me? You know Melissa? You know Emily? She hasn't been around, but you know her? I mean, who else do you know? I mean, there's no one else around here. It's like, who are you talking to, dude? Who is talking about me? I mean, I can't say who is saying it, but trust me, they've been saying it. You don't even know anybody, dude. What are you you're trying to start trouble? What are you trying to do, man? Like, get in my head? Give me, give me self-doubts? I don't even, I don't even appreciate this iceberg. Look, dog, I'm just trying to let you know. Dudes be talking about how much you'll be talking. Are you sure they're just not, like, telling you that they like the show or whatever? Because, I mean, I'd be talking a lot during that, right? No. I'm sure it's not that. Iceberg, you you know how to make things better. Anyway, uh, let's get started on the show. This one is uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, the classic undersea adventure tale. Iceberg, you creep. Hit the mix. Don't get all weird. This one goes out to all my dudes out there in the Rylon Star League. Don't let the Kodan Empire get you down, as well as anyone who has ever worked with someone who talks too much. The year is 1866. 
All the seafaring people of the world are filled with fear. A menacing creature is terrorizing the ocean waterways. A sea monster. Like an avenging angel, it strikes savagely and without mercy, sinking all ships in its path. No seagoing vessel is safe. Shipwrecked sailors spread tales of the deadly beast and the terror grows. Acting together, Europe and America begin to finance expeditions to search out and destroy this dreaded monster. Professor, Professor Aranax. Good evening, Ned. Don't tell me you're out to enjoy the cool night air. Oh, no, sir. The captain offered $2,000 to the first man to spot that sea monster, and I could put the money to good use. <laughs> I'm sure you could. Come, we'll watch the sea together. Can I ask you something, Professor? Yes? All of the other men on this ship are sailors or harpooners like me, but you're a teacher, a scientist. Why did you come aboard? I am fascinated by the mysteries of the great ocean depth. I've even written a few books on the subject. How could I resist the invitation to join in the search for a real sea monster? Now I get it. Did you just hear something? Look! There, to the north. That glowing object in the water. It's the monster! The monster! The captain must be notified immediately. I'll do it. Captain! Captain! Well done, Ned. Now let us see if your harpoon is as sharp as your eyes. Don't worry, Captain! I don't believe it. My harpoon bounced off the creature's back. Amazing. Load the cannon, lads. That thing may have a thick hide, but we'll blast it out of the water. That creature must be tougher than steel. Look, the monster is changing direction. It's turning around, swimming toward us. I believe it intends to ram us. Keep that blasted cannon firing. Don't let that thing get near us. Captain is picking up speed. We can't stop it. It's getting closer. 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 I must have been knocked overboard during the collision. This piece of driftwood will keep me afloat. The ship, it is leaving me behind. Uh, that voice, uh, it's another castaway. Here, man, take hold of this driftwood. Why, it's Ned. Professor. Thank God you're alive, lad. But not for long. Professor, we can't float out here forever. If we don't starve, the sharks will get us. Never give up hope, Ned. We will... Oh, no! You feel something? Something beneath your feet? Can it be the shark so soon? No, it feels soft. Like an island. A floating island out here, in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Sea monster! Ned, we are standing on the monster's back! Look out, it's starting to surface! Ned, this is no monster. It's a submarine. A gigantic submarine. That hatchway, it's opening. Get aboard, mates. Be quick about it. We'll be submerging as soon as our air tanks fill themselves. Ned, this vessel, it is like nothing I have ever seen. Larger and more elegant than the grandest hotel. The furnishings are beautiful. Observe those rare seashells and precious stones which decorate the walls. The sea supplies us with all these things. It clothes us, feeds us, and provides for our every need. And who might you be, my musical friend? I am Captain Nemo, and this is my ship, the Nautilus. I designed and built her myself. Professor Aranax, I recognize you from the pictures which appear on your books. I've read them all. You flatter me, sir. You and your young friend shall be my guests forever. That sounds like me. A guest forever? Dude, you're hardly a guest. You're more like... Well, I mean, you're an employee. You work here. You work with me on the station, uh, monitoring Jupiter, I guess. I don't... I don't even really know what our mission is here. We're just, you know, gotta keep things going, dude. You are not a guest. You're an employee. 
I mean, dude, you get paid like every two weeks, right? I get paid. Where is all the money? I mean, probably like a direct deposit, dude. That's what I do. They just take my money and they put it right in the bank for me. How do I get it? I don't know, dude. Just go down to the bank and show them your robot ID and tell them uh, who you are. I mean, of course you get paid, dude. What did you think? The, like, we're all up here for free or something? I thought that was how it worked. Why didn't anyone tell me this? I don't think anyone thought that they had to tell you that uh, you get paid when you're at work. It's just kind of one of those things everybody knows, I think. I must have mad chips. I'm going to get some new turntables. You could do that. That would be good. Uh, that's more of a job-related expense. Actually, you should try to write that off or something. But Christmas is coming up, Iceberg. Maybe you could get some gifts for some of the guys around here with all those, uh, with all that Fetty you got. Actually, Robot Christmas was two weeks ago. Why didn't you get me anything? It's a very important holiday. I don't know, dude. I didn't know that it was. And, and why didn't you get me anything? It goes both ways. This is like a two-way street, my dude. It is actually a one-way street. On Robot Christmas, you give presents to robots that you know. Robots do not have to give gifts to flesh bags. I hate it when you call me that. It's... Ugh. I mean, I guess I am a flesh bag in a sense, but... It's not like I call you a tin can or a, uh, metallic, uh, parts holder or something. It's just, let's get back to the show, okay? Whatever you want, Fleshbag. It's Magboringo. Who even cares about submarines? They are crazy mad corny. Iceberg, you are such a creep sometimes. This is not crazy mad boring. This is a classic tale of adventure and intrigue and nauticalness from, uh underneath the sea. Why don't you just... Could you just get started again? Let's see what happens after they uh, get into a bit more of conversating with Captain Nemo. Whatever, dude. I do think it's corny, though. Check one to dig this scratch. I call it the alligator's skin because it is so rough. Captain, if you're a civilized man, you will provide us with a boat and send us on our way. I am not civilized. I hate society and do not obey its laws. Do not remind me of them again. You are prisoners of war, and I should execute you both. However, since I admire your work, Professor, I offer you and your companion a bargain. In exchange for your cooperation, you should have the freedom that any member of my crew enjoys. And you should experience adventures far beyond your wildest dreams. Perhaps, but we must humor him for the present. Captain Nemo, you will have our cooperation. Excellent. Now, let us celebrate. Please turn your attention to my undersea window. What do you observe? Why, it's a graveyard of sunken ships. <laughs> Quite so. By rights of salvage, those wrecks are ours to plunder. Their gold, their diamonds, their precious treasures now belong to me. Here. Each of you take a diamond suit from that storage chest and enter into the watery world of Captain Nemo. You will please note that each diving suit is equipped with a special device of my own invention, a device which permits us to converse while under the sea. Now come, let us see what rich cargoes these ships have to offer. Then, Nemo must be a genius to have created these diving suits and his marvelous submarine. Yes, a mad genius. At least he provided me with a harpoon. Right, love, man. We must make the best of it. Hey, oh, 
an enormous dark shape gliding in the water. A shark monster is darting toward Captain Nemo. Hurry, lad. Use your hot pole. The creature's jaws are open wide. It's almost upon the poor man. Can't throw the harpoon at this depth, so I must use it like a giant spear and thrust. 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 You've done it, boy. You've done it. My arms are killing me. Strange is terrible. You saved my life, Ned. Without your help, I could never have avoided that monster. Any civilized man would have done the same, Captain. <laughs> to the Nautilus! What a goof. Who sounds like a goof, dude? All of them. And why does Nemo talk like that? It's Nemo, bro. And I don't know. He just sounds like that, I guess. He's kind of, he's a, uh, an aristocrat. An aristocratic sort, I think. From, like, the olden days. He sounds super lame. That's just probably how he would sound, Iceberg. Well, it's a weird decision is all. A weird decision to what? What What are you talking about? What kind of call? A weird call to try and sound all goofy. I would image Nemo to be more of masculine sounding dude. He sounds like such a fop here. I don't know if fop is an acceptable term, Iceberg. In any way, he's just, you know, he's just like a society guy. A uh, high society dude with high tastes. And he just, he sounds sophisticated, I guess. Hearts. You can fully say fop. It means the same thing you are saying. Like he is a bit of a dandy. If you're saying he sounds like a dandy, then I guess I gotta agree. Let's... let's get back to the record. You don't gotta scratch it in this time. Just... just hit play. Sure enough. This is Iceberg 13 and you are in the place to be here on Jupiter's third largest moon, Callisto. Let's get the party started. Right, let's get the party started quickly. Iceberg, my dude, just hit the button. Fine. You try and do something, Ryan, dude jumps down your throat. For many months, the Nautilus continues its journey. Professor Aranax is constantly amazed by the ship's many wonders, while Ned grows ever more depressed. Professor, how much longer are we to be kept here? I do not know. Our host is a strange and mysterious man. He claims to be at war with the surface... Yet I have learned that he sends gold to aid the poor and oppressed of the world. We must get out of here. It is hard to escape a terrestrial prison, but a submarine. Tonight, when the Nautilus surfaces for air, and Nemo is busy with his music, we will steal a boat. Look, here he comes now. So there you are, Professor. I have a special surprise for this evening. We should climb an underground mountain. It ruins everything. Sounds delightful, Captain. I had no other plans. Slow down, Captain. We've been walking for hours. Tell me, that glowing light in the distance, what is it? An underwater volcano. But come here and feast your eyes. The vast ruins of an ancient city. The architecture seems quite advanced. But its roofs are torn down. Its column is smashed. Where are we? Where are we? Atlantis. Captain Nemo, you have shown me sights no man should hope to see. And soon you shall stand where no man has ever set foot. The Nautilus will next make for that the South Pole. Southward, ever southward, dives the Nautilus, beneath the enormous ice fields of the Antarctic Sea, to the very heart of the southernmost continent. I claim this Antarctic Pole and all its frozen continents as my new domain. <laughs> and now we must begin our journey homeward. 
What is it? An accident. A mountain of ice has fallen atop the Nautilus. We are trapped. Either we shall be crushed, or we shall suffocate due to lack of fresh air. Is there no hope? We must pierce the ice surrounding us. Arm the men with diving suits and pickaxes. Once we crack the ice, our pumps will eject boiling water to raise the temperature around us. The men have done all they can. Our fates rest with the Nautilus. It must attack the ice like a battering ram. We're free! We're free! Ha 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 Yes, Professor Aranax, there are a great many mysteries beneath the ocean's surface. Monsters of the deep, if you will. Yes, and there is you. Captain, why would a man of your obvious brilliance forsake family and country to become a recluse beneath the sea? Perhaps I had no other choice. My wife and children were lost at sea. Captain, Professor, come to the undersea window immediately. <laughs> Behold one of the ocean's great monsters, the giant squid. The beast must be 30 feet long. Those eight tentacles, they slither like a servant's nest. And that vile mouth, like a huge parrot's beak. Giant squids are so dope. Yeah, they're pretty deaf. I agree with you on that. What's not to like? They look wicked, tough money trip, plus they are huge. Yeah, yeah, that's what's so deaf about them, dude, how huge they are. They're just like monstrous, you know, they grab a hold of uh, whales and squeeze them to death. Giant squids rule. If I was a sea creature, I would want to be a giant squid. I think if I was a sea creature, I'd want to be a seahorse. I like how when they swim, they stand upright. That's questionable behavior, kid. I completely disagree. Just get back to the record if you don't mind. Alright. Check one, two. Just hit the button, dude. Just hit it. Fine. It's a nightmare. The brute did not come along. See? He brought seven brothers. They're obscene. Captain, Captain! One of the beasts has become entangled in our propeller. Then we must bring the Nautilus to the surface and destroy this vermin. Fight them face to face. My harpoon's at your service, sir. Accepted, Ned. Crowd up the ladder and hack at the lad. The trunks, aim for their trunks. Help me, please, help me! That poor soul. The monster is dragging him into the sea. The creatures are mounting the platform. Keep them back. Keep them back, I say. Slimy black tentacles, they're everywhere. Ned, behind you. Too late, Professor. It already has me by the leg. Hold on, boy. Where is he now, Ned? The brutes are returning to the sea. I guess they didn't expect their dinner to fight back. Captain, what is it? You look... The sea. Tonight it devoured one of our companions. When would it return for us all? What? A ship in our port bow. A warship, by the looks of it. Unfurl my black flag. Do you mean to attack that vessel? I mean to sink it. The surface world considers me an outlaw. That ship began this battle. I shall finish it. All hands to battle stations. The Nautilus is about to submerge. This is insane. Captain, you can. You must resume to judgment, sir. You should strike the vessel below the waterline, where its armor does not protect it. Full speed ahead. Captain Nemo, no! I trust you will pick up the survivors. No. But those men... They shall die, just like my own loved ones. Ned, I am afraid. Professor, the Nautilus is surfacing to refill its air tanks. Maybe we should... Ah! Oh, 
Almighty God, enough, enough! I fear Nemo has reached his limit. Ned, we must go. We must go now. I'm ready. No one is guarding the outer hatchway. Excellent. Quickly, untie that lifeboat and push it into the sea. Faster, Ned. Paddle faster. Yes, sir. Look to the sky. Thunderstorm. It is building in intensity. Nemo's men, they have discovered us. No, listen to them. It's the maelstrom! It is the storm they fear. The sky is exploding in fury. And these pent-up waters are turning into a terrible whirlpool. Look, the Nautilus is caught in the whirlpool center. Those crashing waves will shatter its hull. No ship can ever survive a maelstrom like this. To the oars, Ned! We must put more distance between the storm and ourselves, but we might not survive it either! Professor, we beached on an island last night. We're safe. Ned, my friend. Do you think the Nautilus could have made it to safety? Is Captain Nemo still alive? The ocean depths have a new mystery. Who may know the secrets of the sea? Who may know? So that's just that. Nemo goes, Ugh! They pop the hatch, uh, row away through a maelstrom, and they escape. I don't know, uh, they probably should have put a bit more thought into the ending. I guess. But what about how Duke killed all those dudes? That was cold-blooded. He's a real gangster, that cat. That's one way to look at it. Or you could, uh, look at it like dude's a complete psycho and a total murderer. Whatever, man. I just like dude's style, he don't take no mess from no one, he's mad tough for a fop. Did you mean to say fop? I mean, sometimes you say words really weird, you were saying fop fine just earlier, why are you saying it weird now, and why do you even use the word fop, who even uses that word? At any rate, this is me, Icy Robots, I'm here uh, with my boy Iceberg13, we're gonna head for the hills. We're going to get out of here. This is uh, episode number four of Power Records Playhouse. Make sure to check in over at virtualdirtmall.com. It's the easiest way to support the show. Plus, you get something out of it. That's our eBay store. Anyway, Iceberg, take us out. This is the Iceberg 13, the number one DJ on Jupiter. Thanks for stopping in. Check one, two, and I'm out. This has been an IC Robots Radio production.